Well, uh, from the start of the Easter season, we, we've been talking about just the living resurrection. And so we have the resurrection of Christ, but also just, just that belief in the incarnation is that we can have new life, uh, a new beginning, uh, a new spirit, and just being constantly being uh, renewed. So we talked about just spending time with that wonder, which we just call Sabbath, and just taking time uh, maybe once a week, but hopefully every day, just to see the, the, the creativity and the, and the goodness in the world and be reminded that, that God is present in the world and all the beauty and all the wonder, not only in nature, but, but in one, one another as well. And today we're going to talk about just the importance of, of friends and how, how we have a tendency to, to really value our individualism and that we can do everything on our own, but we need the company of friends to truly experience new life and and resurrection there. So we're going to read just a short passage here from the Gospel of John, the 15th chapter. And I would encourage you um, during this time of worship uh, just to think about uh, the friends who have been a part of your life and and the friend that maybe you've been a friend, that type of friend to someone as well. So this is from the 15th chapter. I'm going to read verses uh, 12 through 15 here. So this is Jesus speaking. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And no one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. And I could not call you servants any longer, because the servants uh, does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you my friends. So Jesus is this friend to us, and we're a friend of him. As we take some time just to pray and to reflect on this passage, uh, who have been the, the friends in your life? Maybe you knew them well, maybe not so well, but they've just been present and maybe they showed up at the right time and said something or nothing, but just their presence changed, changed your heart or it just renewed you. Who have been those friends in your life? Let's just take a, a few moments to pray and to reflect on that silently. Let us pray. Does, uh, does anyone want to share a, a story or a memory of a friend in this, that, that moment or that experience when someone was present? I have a couple, but... Yeah, Michael. Well, I, had a, I haven't seen him for years, but I had a really good friend that he and I used to work uh, night shifts back in Utah. I always had this kind of, uh, there's always kind of this interesting thing about him. I never knew if he was very wise or insane. <laughs> it was bad enough that we were both working night shifts, 12-hour shifts, all night long, and things like that. So we, there was some question as to whether we were both insane. But uh, either way, uh, he helped me through a thousand different things for, you know, 10 years from going on. It's, as far as creativity, music, and things like that, he and I would just be able to have that back and forth constantly. And uh, uh, since I've come to Colorado, uh, I haven't, he and I have kind of dropped away from each other and things like that, but I always remember that. But, uh, and again, uh, it's one of those things that you feel it transfer, and now I get the feeling sometimes that some of that same friendship that I had with him, I feel with... Some of the 
All right, thank you. Yeah, in a friendship, you can just kind of feel this give and take or this exchange of energy, and it's just almost effortless. It's not a struggle. And as we give, we receive, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. And just being present, yeah. Anyone else with a... Yeah, Mike. Uh, early 60s, I was stationed on a, a ship out of Norfolk, Virginia, in the Navy. And uh, there's a group of sailors in our department, and we, we got to be really good friends together. And we used to go on trips together on weekends, and we were sailed around Cuba during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Our ship was part of that blockade. Did a Mediterranean cruise. Over 50 years later, we're still friends. Mm-hmm. We've got a reunion coming up in San Diego in a few months. Mm-hmm. We're going to reunite with these friends that are still around. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have passed away. You know, it's, they're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> share a, a common a crisis, especially with the crisis together, it just draws us even closer together there, and it just cements that, yeah. <laughs> a good idea, Mike, yeah. <laughs> right, right, okay. Any, anyone else with a, a story? Yes, Connie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of neat to have that friend that can be, uh, we remember some things and they remember some things and together maybe we can remember <laughs> more. And I, I was thinking about that earlier this week too, because I just kind of forget everything. Uh, and Jennifer doesn't forget anything. <laughs> and so there's some good things about that and some bad things about that. But, uh, but in a way, she, she's kind of my memory that I know that she will remember every, uh, I was thinking about that with Andy graduating last week. I go, what did we do? What happened? <laughs> and, and I can ask Jennifer and she knows every little thing for 22 years there. So it's kind of nice having that friend who can, you know, remind us of things. Yeah. Yeah. Have that. Yeah. And.
it's also interesting with a lot of people I consider some of my, my best friends, I really don't talk to them that much. But I know <laughs> if I needed to call them or vice versa, they would be there. And, and it's, it's just kind of an understanding, yeah. But we don't necessarily talk that much with one another. Yeah, Bill. I've mentioned this before, but nobody and Betty Alexander, uh, when we first came here, uh, he was the president of the school board, and I was making $5,000 a year with two kids and another one on the way, and uh, we rented where Betty had grown up, and uh, they cut the rent for us for some reason. Uh, and uh, they just helped us out in so many ways, like kids uh, playing on the floor without a rug. So Betty said, well, we got an extra rug. Come on out to the house and get it. Well, it happened to come from their bedroom from under their bed. <laughs> they gave up their bed. <laughs> Things like that that, uh, you know, this, Betty had Susan play the piano at church and get in the, in the, uh, the uh, schedule so she could play every now and then. And, uh, just things that, you know, you don't, they don't seem that important, but in the long run, they were really mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I remember when, when we moved here, Betty and Nodi were a couple of first people we met too, and, um, and if you remember Morgan, she was coming out of, or in the state of grief, deep grief, and Nodi said, I'm going to make her my friend. <laughs> Because she wouldn't talk, she wouldn't smile, and he just insisted upon it. And it took a long time, but, you know, they became friends, so I appreciate that with the two of them as well. Anyone else with a, a friend story before I share a couple here? Myself? Yes. Aaron. Right. 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 Yeah. With that true friend, we know we're not going to be judged, and and we know we can um, be involved in something or, or do something, and we can go to them, and know that they're going to hear us and 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 just hold us there in that that deep love. Yeah, so lots of, lots of great things about friendship. And just take time today and this week just thinking about friendship and how important that is. Uh, well, about nine or ten years after I graduated uh, from high school, I, I received a, a phone call from, from my dad. And he told me that Dr. Sewell, a good friend of ours, had died of a heart attack at the age of uh, 53. And Dr. Sewell was a family friend. He was, he was our dentist and a friend as well. And our families were, were very close. We always spent every Thanksgiving together. Uh, all of the kids, we went to the same school, Wiley High School and elementary school together. And uh, I was actually very good friends with Dr. Sewell's son, Parker. Uh, and we were the best of friends in middle school and then kind of drifted apart a little in high school. But we always had that, that deep connection. 
And dad said to me on the phone, and we were living in Denver at the time, he says, we need to go to the funeral. And I said, well, dad, I said, I can't take off two or three days of work, and I'd like to be there, but I I just can't do that. And he said, well, we need to go. So anyway, the funeral was a couple days later, and we caught the earliest flight out out of Denver, flew to Dallas, and we rented a car, and then we drove as fast as we could uh, to get to Dr. Sewell's funeral service. And we arrived just as they were starting. <clears throat> and I always remember walking into the United Methodist Church there in Wiley, the church that I grew up in, and, and just all those memories <clears throat> that, that fled back, as well as the circumstances for, for being there. And we sat in the back. And then at the end of the service, um, they had an open casket. And people were walking down the, the aisle to pay their respects to, to Dr. Sewell. And I remember walking down that aisle that I'd walked down so many times before to receive communion. And this was maybe a communion in a way, but very different, just to pay respect to Dr. Sewell. And I was walking with my dad, who at that time would have been three or four younger than I, than I am right now, and walking beside him. And just that feeling, that, that bond between us, and as we stood before that, that casket and looked at Dr. Sewell, I remember looking at my dad and the tears were just streaming down his face. It was the very first time that I'd ever seen him cry so openly and so freely. And it was because Dr. Sewell was a very good friend to him and to our, our family as well. So what role, what role do friends play in our lives? Has a friend ever touched our soul? Just their presence, not even necessarily words, just being present with us. And it opens our heart or it heals our heart. Have we ever seen the the spirit of, of the risen Christ in a friend or with a friend? Sometimes we see things differently when we're in the the company of friends. And have we ever been that friend for someone else? Because sometimes we don't know what our our presence might mean to another person. As we think about friends, uh, the the story of friendships and the story of the resurrection, they, they just go hand in hand. And on that very first day of Easter, towards the end of the day, on that walk to Emmaus, that Cleopas and a friend, they are walking to this small village and they're distraught. And they're good friends and they're confused and they're bewildered by Jesus' death and the rumored resurrection. And as often as happens with, with friends, they are talking and conversing with one another about everything that has happened, trying to make sense, processing that information. Think of how often we do that in the company of friends. It's just, we're sounding boards for one another. What just happened here? What's going on? And what are we going to do now? And then as they're walking, these two friends, Jesus appears to them. But they don't recognize him. And they continue having this, <clears throat> this conversation and Jesus is talking with them as well. And then at the end of their journey, they invite Jesus into their home And Jesus takes the bread and he breaks it. And this is the moment that they recognize him. And they see the risen Christ. 
but it's in the company of friends even more happens because Jesus disappears and they talk with one another. Weren't our hearts strangely warmed while he was walking with us? And because of that friendship, they're able to discuss what has happened. And they see the risen Christ, not only in Jesus, but they feel it in their hearts as well. And it's that gift of friendship where they can share with one another. Eugene Peterson says, resurrection requires the other. And he even says it's nearly impossible for us to experience resurrection, new life or abundant life by ourselves. We need the other. We need the other. So do we value and do we cultivate friendships? Or do we prefer to go alone? And I can't speak for you, but I I struggle. (laughs) I struggle with that. I'd rather just do everything on my own. Do we we value independence and self-sufficiency more than relationship? Do we need the support and the friendship? Not only this friendship works at every level of our society. Do we value and support friendship? Is that more important? Or do we think we can just even go alone as a country? We don't need anybody else. We don't need companions. We can work this all out on our own, that we can be self-sufficient. Friendship invites collaboration and mutual interdependence. But a culture of self-sufficiency, which is very important up to a point, but that culture isolates us from one another. And we believe we do not need anyone else. We can do it all on our own. And this is moving at every level of society. Peterson said, Jesus' resurrection takes place in the company of friends. Resurrection is experienced in a network of personal relationships. We have Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and, and Joanna. They all go to the tomb together. And while they are there, that's when they experience the renewal, the blessing of, of the risen Christ. The disciples are all huddled together in a room and, and they're fearful and they cannot live life. And Jesus appears to them as a group of friends. And like that song we just sang, Fearless, they, they are given the strength, the power to go out and to live life. And they do this as a collection of friends. Cleopas is walking with his friend and because they can process this information together, as friends they experience resurrection in new life. And Paul talks about how Jesus appears to 500 followers who are all together. He talks to all of them at once and they receive that gift of the Holy Spirit. But it's in the company of friends. And how much do we value friendships? And we cultivate those friendships. Later on in another resurrection experience, Jesus is talking to Peter. I think the disciple I can identify with the most. And Peter has this huge ego. (laughs) He's walked on water. He is going to be the rock that the church is built upon. And then he's also the one one of them who abandons Jesus as well. 
And in this experience with Jesus, Jesus says, do you love me, Peter? Yes, I do. Do you love me, Peter? Yes, I do. And he says something really interesting. This is my interpretation. He says, right now, Peter, you are young and you're healthy. You can basically do anything. You've walked on water. But he says, Peter, someday you won't be able to do all those things. You can fasten the the belt on your pants now, but there will come a day when you can't even do that. When you can't even tie your shoes, Peter. And you're going to need a companion. You're going to need friends. Do you love me? Well, love requires a recipient that we are working and living with one another. In the Gospel of John, we have those famous words, in the beginning there was the Word. And we could just as easily say that, in the beginning there was relationship. From the beginning there was relationship, there was friendship. This is the Trinitarian God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're all giving and receiving freely with one another. A network of close companions. They are separate, but they are the same. And we're invited to be a part of that relationship. Not only with the Trinity, but with one another. And what if all of our lives, every segment of our life was built on that need for friendship? And that shared collaboration and the sharing of ideas. Because we knew, we know that we need one another. And in that Trinitarian relationship, love is just flowing in and out and in and out. Freely receiving and freely giving. Do we believe that Christ draws us together? Or do we believe that God separates us? Eugene Peterson says, unlike a love affair, friendship is not exclusive. Friendship welcomes expansion. But many of you have mentioned just that, that free exchange of conversation and energy with others. And it's always expanding. Richard Rohr says, God is relationship. God is friendship. With friendship, we are part of something much larger than ourselves. And friendship heals us and restores us and gives us life. And there are times that we receive that love of a friend and times that we share it as well. Well, about 10 years after Dr. Sewell died, my father died. And we had his funeral at Vincent Cemetery, which is where he grew up in central Kansas. And it's just this place, it was a little farming community where there was a a farm on about every quarter section of land. And now it's just emptied. It's just these rolling hills of wheat. In that community that he grew up in, there is a cemetery. And right next to it, there's a, a, a vacant lot where the church, the Methodist church, once stood. A lot of my family members are buried there. So we went back there to have his service. It was just a short 15, 20 minute service. And I remember just sitting there in front of that, that grave. Thinking about all the time that had passed. And thinking of my dad just roaming those hills as a, a little kid. And just the, the fun he would have had there. And as I was standing there though, and it's all dirt roads, I saw this cloud of, 
this billow of dust moving its way down the, the road towards the cemetery, and it was going really fast, someone driving a car. And the car came up to the entrance of the cemetery and pulled into that empty lot. And we were all waiting to start the service. And I was watching this car, and as it stopped, they turned off the engine. The door was open, and Parker Sewell stepped out with his mom. And the last time I had seen him was at his father's funeral 10 years ago. And he had driven over 12 hours just to be there. Now is my turn, like like now, (laughs) for the tears to come from my heart. Tears of resurrection. Tears of love and gratefulness. Just the gift of a friend. Friendship is an act of being present to another person. Friendship is the very nature of God. And sometimes in the company of friends, we experience the flow of God's grace, that love and that compassion. We become the hands and feet of Christ. That's why it's so important that we cultivate those relationships, that we value them, and, and they're difficult. But those friends are critical. We are created for relationship. And on this Memorial Day, may we remember the friends who have touched us. And may we be a good friend to others. And may we live resurrection in the company of friends. Amen.